0: Welcome to the Wildlife Around You Show, a casual nature podcast with your hosts, Blaine and Lainey, both nature enthusiasts. Listen to those squirrels. Yeah. So what wildlife have you seen lately?
1: <laughs> I have seen recently a juvenile whitetail deer, a buck. So he was really close to a walking trail. Mm-hmm. and was nervous, but not the jumpy like deer normally are.
0: Didn't immediately run away.
1: Yeah. go. It was like he was looking for something, or ind- he kind of seemed indecisive. But, yeah. And nice. then eventually, he trotted off all the way. Fine. What about you?
0: A uh, spiny lizard on our tree in our backyard. I was out checking something and I was like, the bark's peeling? <laughs> I'm like, oh wait, that's a lizard. And hide, go around to the other side.
1: <laughs> Speaking of jumpy. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah. So it was fun to see one of those after recently talking about them. So, fun. Today we'll talk about a very large bird. Very large bird. The American White Pelican. So, you want to talk about some of our encounters with them?
1: (laughs) Well, I want you to explain where you got these pictures and where we saw them.
0: So, we've seen them a few places. Mm -hmm. The first time. First time was in the Phoenix area. (laughs) Middle of the desert. (laughs) In around Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. uh, we were out there visiting family and went to a riparian preserve and I heard them flying overhead and I'm like, what sound is that? Looked and look up I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> there are pelicans in the middle of the desert? That's not where I imagine them. And there was quite a few, so I went and found where they had landed, there's a series of little ponds and there are probably a dozen or so there. The, huh? <laughs> and then we also saw some. We were up on the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. coast, which this is where was you in would Victoria. Exp- I think. think. Yeah. I think it was there? We went on a little trail by the the river, and again, and probably another dozen or so flew in, and then just started paddling along the river, feeding. Yeah. It's fun to watch. I have to see if we can dig out some of that footage and put it. In the video version. And then again, when we were back in Arizona, same place, same time of year they like you're down there for migration.
1: So random.
0: Pelicans, right next to saguaros and mesquite trees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems like a lot of place. But...
1: And they are very large.
0: Yeah. So, how do we identify an <laughs> so, American white pelican?
1: Well, oh, <laughs> it's the uh, daily c- communal dog walking. Um, the American white pelican is one of the largest North American birds. It has a wingspan of up to 10 feet and can weigh up to 20 pounds. It is white with black wingtips and a yellow pouch under its bill. So, their beast is white. They're white. The male and female are similar in appearance, but the male has a slightly larger pouch. And then during breeding seasons, the male will grow a knob or a bump on their bill, on the top of their bills. And it will last from late winter until the female lays their eggs. And it's not attractive.
0: It's attractive to the female, it's apparently.
1: <laughs> we assume.
0: Yeah. I'd never seen that before uh-uh. researching it. And then it was like, what is this? <laughs> I've never seen a pelican with this. Because there yeah. were a lot of pictures with pelicans with it. And I was like, hmm.
1: Wasn't well, breeding season, apparently. even the ones that
0: we've seen around Thanksgiving in the winter. I don't recall seeing them. <clears throat> but I will look more closely if we get that chance again. So they are primarily found west of the Mississippi River. And they can be seen migrating from the north down to areas in the south and in Mexico. So there's parts of them all the way up into Canada. And then kind of the whole gamut down into into Mexico, Um, which is why you find some in Arizona because that was probably some of the only water around for quite a ways. So they are a social bird, often form large flocks. Um, They're also noisy and you can hear them from quite a ways away, which is how I initially identified them, (laughs) was that's not a goose, what is that sound? They're a good swimmer and diver, and it uses its pouch to scoop up fish and the other aquatic animals. It does not plunge dive like brown pelicans do, so you'll never see them kind of nose dive into the water and then come out. They just kind of skim along the top and tip their head over and gather it up and then filter the water out. Um, It's a pretty graceful flyer and lands pretty gracefully, too, for as big as it is. Yeah. And they will travel long distances in the V formation.
1: Oh, yeah. That that group that we saw up in Oregon, um, mm-hmm. they were flying that way. Yeah. So they nest in colonies on islands or in secluded areas of lakes or rivers. The nest is flat and usually on gravel, sand, or soil. Both of the parents use their bills to rake up the surrounding gravel sand or etc to create a shallow depression roughly two feet across and then the female will lay two to three eggs which hatch after about (laughs) after about 30 days usually only one will survive as the other will harass or kill the sibling
0: yeah sibling side yeah nature Young pelicans are called chicks. They are born naked and helpless with an orange body and a grayish white pouch and bill. And they can't even walk at that stage. Then the chicks are fed by their parents through regurgitation, like a lot of birds. And at two to three weeks old, the chicks will actually leave their nests and they form into their own groups. And then the parents will stay and forage for the young and visit the groups to feed them and so the parents do their thing and the kids are all grouped together and the parents get food and then go where all the kids are and figure out how to find theirs and feed it
1: that would be interesting to observe
0: and then after nine to ten weeks they can fly so what are they getting through this regurgitation or on their own
1: (laughs) mostly fish um they all, it's mostly fish that can be found in shallow wetlands. They will take slower bottom feeders like salamanders, tadpoles, and crayfish. And pelicans are very skillful at stealing food. Stealing so, pelicans. Yeah, which a lot of birds are. And they will steal <laughs> from other pelicans trying to swallow large fish and are successful about one-third of the time. And then during the breeding season they will forage at night, but at their wintering grounds they will forage during the day and they tend to catch bigger fish at night.
0: Yeah. So when they need more food, they change their systems to get it. Adaptable. So they have to watch out for typical animals you would think. Yes. Foxes, coyotes. Great horned owls, bald eagles, and then gulls and ravens, especially when their eggs and stuff like that are young. All those predators. They respond to threats by (laughs) flying aggressively into a near stall, or if they're on land, they will adopt an upright posture and they will start grunting.
1: That would be entertaining to watch.
0: If they have a more severe threat from aerial predators, then they'll open their bill and they'll lunge forward and jab and other stuff to try and get it to move. So they're trying to be formidable, which they're big. And if they open their bill pretty big of like, well, get people's attention for sure. Yes. So what are some of the fun facts?
1: Watching. Because when they don't have anything in their mouths in their bills, it doesn't seem that big, but that pouch underneath can expand so much and seeing it live was kind of mind blowing. They can hold up to three gallons of water in their pouch. They cooperate when feeding. And sometimes when the large groups are gathered in a wetland, they will coordinate their swimming to dive down, um, schooling fish towards the shallows.
0: Yeah. so they'll herd the fish so it's easier to fish so they can provide roughly 150 pounds of food to nourish a chick from the birth to the time it's ready to forage that's a lot and again all of those people that were exposed to disney and several other cartoons and other things they don't actually fly with food in their mouth
1: If they swallow want to the food live. before
0: doing anything else. <laughs> you not know, just keep it stored in there for when they need it and fly around with a full bill. Partly I think that would drastically throw off their center of gravity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it because makes for a funner video.
1: It does. You know, that part in Finding Nemo is very entertaining.
0: Yeah. And then this one I found kind of fascinating is that the embryos will squawk before hatching to express discomfort in the conditions of being too hot or too cold. And so, apparently... Stop the, incubating, it's too warm! The squawk <laughs> box is there and developed fairly early.
1: Which, they're not the only animal that chirps yeah. while they're still in the egg. They're fun, and they are, they're quite pretty. So.
0: They're surprisingly big.
1: Yes. Because we have seen brown pelicans a lot, and (laughs) brown pelicans are.
0: They're small compared to this. Yes. (laughs) So. So. If you live in that area, especially during the migration season, keep your eyes, ears open. Yeah. You may see them passing overhead. It's worth it. All right. So until next time, encourage you to get outside and enjoy more of nature that's around you.
1: We hope you feel inspired to be someone who is more aware of the nature around you. We also hope that you have enjoyed this episode and learned something new about wildlife that may be around you.
0: For more information about getting outdoors and to see our photos and videos of the wildlife we talk about, follow us on Instagram at @aporterexplorer and get outside daily.
1: To ensure you don't miss a future episode, be a subscriber to our podcast. A new episode comes out weekly.
0: If you really liked it and are willing, please be one of our favorite people and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd love to see what you have to say. It helps spread the word so more can enjoy what is around them.
1: And don't forget to tell your friends about what you've learned with us. Everyone wins when we spend more time with nature.
0: You can find show notes for all our episodes at aporterexplorer.com slash podcast. Until next time, we encourage you to get outside daily to see what is around you and to get back to nature.